Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Dose. Dose. Thanks for listening back. Dose. <laughs> we got Byron in the house. We got Jeremy in the house. And we got me behind the mic. This is Mark Hutchins. Right. And back for round four of this series, Corinne Wynn, thank you for being here. Excited to have you here. It's already back been an awesome series. If you guys haven't tuned in or you're just tuning in today, go back and listen. Also, text Daily Dose, all one word, to 77948 to get this on your phone if you're listening to this on SoundCloud. Corinne, what are we talking about today? I don't know, but every time you guys say Dose, goods. I want to say Trace. But trace. really Tres. Say tres. Because I, dos, yeah, tres. Tres. I speak Spanish, tres. so like. After dos is tres. Yes. Like that's tres. 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 Dos. Si. tres. I might do that tomorrow on your Tres. Mind. You should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, uh. Today, today, I think we're talking about the industry, right? We're yeah, we're talking about, about Turkey. Where's it going? Talk, talk Turkey. Talk about turkey. where where our industry is is headed, I guess, and a little bit of of I guess what we're hearing a lot, and we're hearing a lot of the commission compression words or anything for that matter right that's what someone you're talking about off off air is like experiencing mm -hmm. some commission and compression but you know i guess you know going over the last since we've seen you the last year and a half what's changed do you think um you know in the industry in that time frame and kind of where we're going i mean are you still writing contracts on the carbon copies on the hood of your car still or no right so we talked about that we are not things have changed a bit no and, and, and more recently than that obviously but yeah you know some of the things we were talking about you know not to steal your thunder here i'll let you take it is you know is the amount of time that it takes to, to complete a transaction versus in all seriousness those good old days right when yeah. we were writing contracts on the hood of our car and driving across the city to go pick up new contracts and silly things like facts, that. Facts, like carrying a fax in your car. Can you imagine? You know <laughs> what I mean? Or where can I find <laughs> a fax machine? I'd be like hunting around town. Like, where can I find a Oh yeah, that apartment complex over there has a yeah. a community or a you know a business center you can walk into and fax real quick. Yeah, we got you really know? creative. We just like, started giving <laughs> some of them to our sellers. Like, do you don't have one? Okay, we're going to loan you this Here's fax machine. Fax machine. <laughs> so you can so send crazy. us this. That's yes. amazing. So yeah. crazy. Um, my mother-in-law is Vietnamese. And so in English, she says spoy, which means spoiled. That's the translation spoy. for spoy. Spoy. For spoy. So we're a little bit spoiled, I think, you know. Um, well, and it's part of what some of these folks, have, they don't know anything different. Right, yeah, they don't know you anything know, yeah, different. If you look at the agents four or five years in the game, they just, this is all they know. Yes. You so know? in some aspects, it's like, well, and I don't mean that with um, disrespect or anything negative towards that. It's been a great thing because I might, myself am also spoiled yeah. that yeah. it is faster and easier, right? Like we mentioned, there's multiple pictures. I mean, probably 30 or 40 pictures in the MLS. Um, we don't have to drive them around as many properties, so that process from they start looking to their under contract is exponentially faster and easier on an agent today than it was before. And on top of that, the average sales prices have gone up. So we've actually gotten a raise while our time to do it has taken less time. Mm -hmm. So our hourly wage to do all of that has gone, I mean, it's shot up. When you think about it like that. Yes, it has really shot up. And so um, there's a couple of things that we're seeing, you know, we can say it's a blessing or a curse. I look at the glass is half full, so I think it's a blessing. But if you look at Phoenix, we're the hotbed for everything, right? So we have um, the open doors and the offer pads and um, Zillow yeah, and everything. all these companies, right? Oh. And if you look at um, just in January, I was looking at the numbers and between what those um, companies bought and sold, those three, what you would call like the iBuyer situation, it was right at 10% of what happened in Metro Phoenix. 
like 10% of market added share. Added them all up together. If right. you added them all up right. together. Yeah, right. we had just under 7,000 sales. It was like 6,700, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was almost exactly 10% of the business came from those entities. And so you look all at that. All combined. All combined, yeah. yes. So if you look at that, if somebody has their head down thinking like, hey, this is going to go away. There's going to be a market correction. This isn't going to happen. Um, I would say it's just becoming more disruptive. Not daily, but pretty rapidly. You know, there's new players entering the marketplace all the time. And so um, what we've done is we're trying to figure out, well, how are ways that we can provide value to our clients through all of this? Because at the end of the day, I think the other piece that surfaces through all of this is that the value that we provide, it looks differently than it did 10 or 15 years ago, right? It used to be you know, we have an MLS book. I'm not that old, but like MLS book. We were we we yeah. Oh yeah, we did. I want to go back to six max photos in the MLS in a DOS-based <laughs> system. Right. So that. no longer is it six search. Six max photos. <laughs> in a DOS-based. Oh, I remember that. Six max photos. Right. So <clears throat> now that's not our value is to actually find them the house. And so you look at that and I think it's, we have um, a responsibility and the need to be a fiduciary more than ever. Like mm-hmm. we really need to be um, the contract masters. Yeah. Almost, you know, you look at like consultant and the fiduciary. Mm -hmm. So if you look at like the financial advisor, we need to be the financial advisor or the real estate advisor to our clients um, when it comes to real estate. So we, we really have to up our game as the real estate um, agents, brokers, industry in general um, to provide the value of gosh, what is it that you need? Let's talk about your net worth. You know, what's most important to you? Is it, you know, you got to do it out of convenience or you're trying to preserve your net worth? Let me tell you about this neighborhood. Let me tell you about these different things that I think almost because I have a broker's license that were taboo to talk about before. Well, let's not talk about too much of the inspection or too much of the tax. Like, let's refer those things out. And I'm not saying that we're going to completely go down that road, but I think we need to start going down those roads a little bit more than we have been because our knowledge is really going to be our stronghold you know, when it comes to the consumer, because some of these other companies, tech companies that are coming in and trying to disrupt the industry, because there's so much commission to be had, we have to figure out what are the things that they can't do. And while I do think the relationship is incredibly important, I don't think that's it. Meaning some people are out there going, no, this is fine. As long as you have a great relationship with your clients, um, that's the moat that you need around your database. And while I think you do need to have that, at a point in time, there's a tipping point. There is a tipping point. Right. Well, there's and a percentage so, of people that are going to say, I love you, the but. price is better <laughs> than the relationship and right. the service. Right. Like, okay, I mean, if the, it's like $10,000 difference, too. you know, right. am I going to go over here and get this right. diminished whatever, but the dollar is going to be the value. Right. Um, just like the lending side, seeing a ton of that too. It's like. You know, it's tough to, you know, just go on that service and relationship. Yeah. You know, when yeah. they're going over here and they're, they're the price is so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. That's yeah. exactly it. And so I think, again, um, perspective is everything. And so one could look at that and go, oh my gosh, chicken little, the sky is falling. What does this mean? Chicken little. Um, but I look at that and say, <laughs> hey, this is a, a tremendous opportunity because things are changing and um, maybe if you're an agent that doesn't do a ton of business, this is an opportunity for you to really take market share. Because I do think along with the commission compression is we'll see less agents in the business overall. But I also think it will elevate the industry and we'll see a much higher caliber and quality mm-hmm. of agent. Because I think, what are we at? Like 70,000 agents? 60 in? something, 70, 80, like 1.5. <laughs> I don't know. God knows. 
right? But I mean, that's a good point. A I mean, you have to look a at this lot. like everything. A you ton. have to look at it constantly as an opportunity to, to take up market share. And I agree with you. Yeah. This is that time to take up, take up that market share. And so again, it's like people have that decision as we're always faced with in any business at any time. How hungry are you? How bad do you want it? Are you going to go out there and take that market share? Or are you going to make excuses and reasons and think that it's more challenging? Of course it's challenging, right? Absolutely. But, but that's the fun of it too, right? Yeah. Like that's the reason that I love this industry is that it's not the same every day. Like right when I figure something out, you know, yep. it shifts. Boom, yeah. something changes. Something changes, it's right? And you're like, right? okay, great. It's awesome. It'd be boring. Like if we knew, if we could predict everything that was going to happen, life would be boring. Yeah. So <clears throat> I love that Very it's, true. you know, constantly shifting and changing. It's definitely an industry that you can build and build and build. And then you look down and you're like, we need to build, you know, <laughs> and you're like, when are we going to start building? You know, it's just like, it's never, ever there's done. No finish or line. Cha- there's but no finish line. There's no finish line. There's no finish line. Which is for the most part Rebels. for like, for, for life. And, and maybe, you know, maybe the majority of industries, like you're never done, right? <clears> it's <throat> never built. You're never done. You're never satisfied, but there's gotta be some. And I just can't think of off the top of my head. It was like, once you build it, it's just done. Just I operates. can't think of any, but I just operates just <laughs> something, right? Yeah, something. Something. Out there. There's got to be something. But I mean, on that note, what are you building? You know, what are you currently? What are you currently building? What are you working on? Yeah, so we're looking at. Um, I really believe the agent today that does 24 transactions will have to do three times that much in the next couple of years, and maybe you know, seven to ten years out from that, might have to do seven or eight times. You know what they're doing today. Um, and some people look at that and they're like, wait, what? That boggles the mind of how we could even do that. Oh, that would jeopardize, you know, service. But I also look at this and I've switched perspectives. Obviously I could be a little bit biased because I run a team, but if I look at, um, an individual agent, they have a limitation of how many people they can help. There's a capacity there. You can only help so many people. And when you go to a team, there are people that take some of those components off your plate, right? It's kind of like having a food truck. Leverage. Yeah, you have leverage. And so when you have that leverage, it allows you to do more, but you also have more practice in maybe the right areas instead of like checking, you know, some boxes and doing the transaction management or some other facets of the process, right? Right. Um, One of the gals on our team, she did a little over a hundred transactions. And so you look at that and you say, man, you're probably one of the top agents in the state when it comes to listings. And so how hard do you think it is for her to overcome objections or, you know, to see changes in the market or, you know, have a pricing conversation that becomes very easy and it becomes more enjoyable for her. And so I look at it exactly like that, whether, um, you know, as we fast forward out to this and having to do more transactions, I think all the pieces that could possibly be taken off of the agent's plate will be through technology. And um, as the agent, it really leaves us solely stripped away for, the fiduciary that we have to do to the client and also really trying to get clear on what it is that they want. Because one of the other things that I've identified is um, we threw our, what you talked in a couple of days ago, what did we change or what are we doing different in our business? We changed our listing consult. You know, if you look at a lot of people's listing presentation, quote unquote, it will say, you know, we can net you the most money. Well, <clears throat> that's kind of presumptive. And yeah, what some of these some of these I buyers are showing us is that that's not the most important thing to people because they don't always net the most money, but they're taking that as an option and they're willing to pay for convenience. And that's the direction our society's gone. Mm-hmm. So we like abandon ship on that. All convenience. Yeah. Right. How it's fast. like how fast, right? The, the McDonald's, Amazon, Amazon, right? Like anything delivered to me in an hour Yeah, here. Yeah. 
Um, and so we abandoned ship on our old presentation. And it's more of a consult to get really clear with people. What is it that's important to you? Let me really understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish and then give you some options. Well, see, and that's where I was going to take away from this is having the consult, you know, redesigned and reformatted and all that, but having more time or, or, or spending more time or looking for more opportunities to do more of that. That's where I come back to kind of the takeaway from this for me is like, stop doing the things that aren't sales, right? right. Stop doing the, you know, at the end of the day, we're all salespeople. When I first got into this business, I didn't exactly look at myself as like a salesman. I hated it. I thought it was cheesy. I'm like, I'm not a salesman. I'm like, not going to be this pushy, like cheese dick, whatever, you know, you know what I mean? With all due respect, obviously I'm in this industry, so I'm not bad about anyone, but like, I didn't look at myself as a salesperson, but we have to. And at the end of the day, we're all in sales. I don't care what you do, right? So, you know, we could go down that path of learning sales and sales skills and professional manipulation or ethical manip manipulation and taking people down the path and all those things. But ultimately, I'm trying to get to is creating more of that, those opportunities to get face to face and, and to be able to actually sell. Yeah. Right. To get to, to talk about these things, to have these conversations and stop doing the other things that aren't related to that. Because as salespeople, it might sound like common sense but we need to be selling more, mm -hmm. period. Yeah. And you know, and I, and we shifted, I think more for the psychological part is because when a lot of people that I was working with agents, they don't like being tagged a salesperson. Not right. fine with that because no, I've been don't. selling since I was like five. So right. Right. I'm completely fine with that. But people don't like being labeled right. a salesperson, salesy. It feels slimy. That's exactly what I'm talking you about. You know, all those things. And so I've reframed it with um, our peeps to say, hey, this is about helping people, Right. If you look at it from that perspective, because if you feel like you're a salesperson, you feel like you're bothering people, mm -hmm. you feel stalkerish, mm -hmm. you know, if you have to make those outbound there calls, you're truth to that. You sure. know, they feel that. So <clears throat> if you switch that to say, listen, there are some people that are out there, they're unethical, they're slimy, they're gonna just try to pad their pocket, take advantage of people, but you're not that person. Mm -hmm. So if you actually pick up the phone and your intention is, let me just really try to figure out what this person's trying to accomplish, what questions I need to ask exactly. to help determine that. I'm just trying to throw out the lifeline. Mm. Now I can't force everybody to take my lifeline, but I know what I offer is value. I know my lifeline is going to float when they grab it yep. and that I can bring them into safety and then some. Yep. If they don't want to take it, I'm okay with that. I'm going to move on to the next person because you can't save them all. Exactly but it's right. a completely different perspective yep. of, you know, I'm the slimy. Absolutely. You're not selling. You're right? offering to help. And you're, and you're trying to help people. Help. And I also go, well, Period. do we really sell I mean, somebody walks in the house, they like it or they don't. <clears throat> right. There's no, yeah. Right? I ne yeah, never so talk to people. For me, it's more of like, I've come to terms that like we are more in psychology to help people figure out, hey, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Don't be afraid, you know, of and these the psychology things that we of sales goes into. deep. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, a, I mean, it is a big piece of sales too, right? Yeah. Foreshadowing and I don't have any problem. I love being a salesperson because yeah. like I said, I've been doing it are. since I was it's five. Who we are. It's, yeah. a, it's the bottom line. Yeah, and just and for I, those people it, out there that struggle with that mindset yep. of like, I don't like that feels icky. You know, think it as you're helping Get people. Helping yeah. people. And help if you're people. adding, if you're adding value and if you're leading with the deposits and how you can help people <clears> out, <throat> you know what I mean? At some point you have to sell and ask for the business, of yeah, course, but selling. yeah, lead with the deposits, lead with the value. We all know that by now. I hope. <laughs> I hope so. Well, let's stop there. Okay, Mark. We're done there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be back for the final episode tomorrow. Thanks all for listening. And thank you to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. Thanks, Corinne Wynn. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.